I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Wednesday, November 6, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. So another quiet day for the most part. The market was down a little bit. It was up a little bit. But again, a very quiet day. We're kind of due for a surprise. I'll get to that in a moment. Let's first frame out what we're going to look at. On a quiet day, can we find stuff to learn about the market? And the answer is yes. When we look around the horn and we take a peek at different charts, we're going to see different things and we're going to see a theme developing. We're going to discuss that. It's going to be our schematic or playbook going forward. Let's do the customary 30,000 foot view. Where are we from a big picture perspective? We're high on the chart. We're extended, but there's no measurement for extended in terms of how high can the market go before it turns around. So the market can keep going, but it's unlikely it keeps going without doing some what's called consolidating or backing and filling. You can call it whatever you want. We're away from home base. We're extended from home base. That's the 20 period moving average. So it's garden variety market behavior to come back toward home base or at least eat some time off the clock and have the market go sideways while home base comes up toward price. As you see, the moving averages are rising upward or northbound, which essentially tells us the trend is solidly in the upward direction. Nothing new. We all knew that, but we need a jump off point, And there you go. Now, there was a gap inside the numbers members heard me harp on this gap I've been harping on this gap for a little while now. Today they filled the gap. Let's go look at why I was harping on the gap. Here's an hourly chart. So you can see what was going on. As the market made a high, it's basically putting in what's a bull wedge pattern, a bullish consolidation pattern, a bull flag pattern. Call it whatever you want. However, were they going to leave the gap alone? Now, they could leave the gap alone, and if they do leave the gap alone, that's bullish behavior. They'll come back and get it another time. But if they can't hit the gap, that's a bid under the market. If there aren't enough sellers to push the market down to get the gap, that's telling you there's a bid underneath the market. They're going higher. That aside, today they came down and finished off the gap. What did it take to get it done? It took a news headline to get it done. It's interesting how that works. The market's hovering over the gap. It makes an attempt earlier in the day. Here's the attempt making a low at 306.45. What's the actual gap I'm looking at? 306.18. So they came close, traded away, and then all of a sudden, some nonsense headline hits about trade deal, no trade deal, Deal agreement, no sign agreement, 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 no agreement. You know the routine. It's all hocus pocus by now. After a while, it becomes the boy that cried wolf. When we hear about a China deal every single day, you get immune to hearing about the deal. It's like advertising. An advertisement can work, but when you see it over and over and over and over again, there comes a point of diminishing return. There comes a point when 
It works for name recognition, but then it's not working anymore. It's just the same old thing after a while, and it has no impact. That's the way I look at the constant tweets, the constant comments about a China deal, about a deal going to be signed. Now it's in phases. Now we're going to sign phase one. We're not going to sign phase one. Tomorrow we'll sign phase one. That's the way it works. You become immune to hearing the nonsense. Sign a deal. Don't sign a deal. Quit talking about it. That's not really me talking. I think that's the market's feeling about the China deal. Nevertheless, we don't really care. What we do care about is the gap. Now, they didn't spend too much time down there. They didn't necessarily trade away in the northern direction on a rocket ride, but the market is extremely quiet. There is no volatility. If volatility is not present, meaning it's been sucked out of the market, it's hard for the market to get going. You have a lack of participation. Participation will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Once the market starts moving in one direction or another, traders hop on board, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. But you have to have something to get it started. We're still stuck in quicksand. We're in the same place we were yesterday and the day before. Doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Let's take a look at it from another perspective. Here's a 120-minute chart. Now, there's a number of things on this chart. Some we'll discuss in detail. Some we won't. Why not? Because they're found in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. We'll give you some stuff. We're not giving you all the stuff. They filled the gap. We know about that. They put in a doji candle. That's not a secret. It's also a tail candle. All of a sudden... Things start to pile up, and the pile continues. Not only this, and it doesn't matter where you draw it from, there's a flagpole up there, and this is essentially a bull flag pattern in the making. When's it going to break out? When it's good and ready. However, you'll notice where that tail candle existed. I say it over and over and over again. Time is more important than price. Now, we look at different charts. Here's a 240-minute chart. We can look at an hourly chart. We look at a lot of different charts because you never know where you're going to find the right time. The price is going to be the same whatever chart you look at, but the time in terms of a vantage point, in terms of when the market is telling you time is up, time isn't necessarily found on every chart. That's why we have to look around the horn. There's something to learn every single day, guaranteed. Back to the daily chart. Let's be the umpire. Let's look at both sides of the tape. We pretty much talked about the fact that the market filled the gap and traded away in the northern direction. Not tremendous, but did trade away in the northern direction, away from the gap. The market's bullish and so on. However, what happens if we wake up to a gap down where would they be going? Well, there's really three options. Small, medium, and large. Small, a retest of today's low. Happens all the time. Maybe they make a lower low. Maybe they make a higher low. But it happens all the time. Normal garden variety market behavior. Medium, going to test the next breakup candle low. Where's the low? 304.74. So we'll call it 305 for argument's sake. Is it possible? Of course it's possible. We're due for a surprise. The surprise could show up in a gap down. It could show up in a gap up. I'm just saying we have to be pre-prepared for either surprise. What about the large surprise? Well, the large surprise would be filling the gap down here, 
That gap happens to be at 304.13 and potentially trading lower, even into the 20-period moving average. That would be somewhat of a little bit of a wipeout. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying anything can happen, especially since we've been seeing such light volume. I called it eerie. I called it scary. And the reason is, is because while the volume is so light, if the market gets moving in one direction or another, it's not going to take a whole lot of participation to get it moving very, very fast. So look at it this way. As much as we've seen the volume and the volatility get sucked out of the market, it can come back in fast and furious. I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know, but it's good that we're reminded of these things every now and again. And if you didn't know it, then maybe you'll learn something. Before we move on to another market, I want to move on to a shorter-term chart, an intraday five-minute chart because it accentuates what happened in the middle of the day. So here we go. Here's a high of 307.40 and a low of 306.47 in the same five-minute candle. Now, in the big scheme of things, it's not a tremendous move. In five minutes, in a quiet market, it was a big move today. So you have to put it in perspective. But the question comes up, who's moving the market? How does it move so fast? Who begins the process? Great question. Mystery. Nobody can really answer that because you can't prove the answer. If a headline sparks the move, is it the computerized trading systems, the algorithms? Are those the culprits that are moving the market at light speed? It's likely yes, but again, you can't prove it. Was the headline a convenient excuse after the market moved? Again, sometimes we see it that way, sometimes we don't. You can't prove it either way. Fun conversation, conspiracy theories, certainly welcome. Let's move it along. Camp IWM. Fill the gap, little bit of a down day. Leading indicator, my favorite leading indicator. So down about one half of 1%, slightly less than that. The S&P 500 was basically flat on the day. It was up two points. That's the S&P cash index finishing up two points on the day. That's flat. That's a rounding error. It's over a $3,000 price tag. You're up or down two bucks. It's a rounding error. Couple of options here. We come down closer to the 20 period moving average. Maybe we test the former breakup candle low. The low is 156.05. So somewhere down in the 156 neighborhood, that's if the market's failing. If it's not failing and it's just eating time off the clock in this upper neighborhood, 158, 160, 159, what that would be telling me is the lack of rejection would give me some reason to look north, some reason to look up. If we're not being rejected in a big way from around 160, around these double top areas, when I talk about double top areas, I'm saying here, this pivot, this pivot, this pivot. These are all important stuff here. And I'm looking at a market that's been rejected in a big way from these areas before or from this area. Now, it can certainly take some time. We're not going to say one way or the other it is or isn't, but you're inside my head. It's a dangerous place to be. These are the things that I'm looking at. This is how I'm looking at them. And in many cases, the reasons behind why I look at them that way. To me, that's the total package. 
you need to understand the total package, the foundation of how the market works. That's going to be taught in the Lazy E-Mini Trader course. You need to understand why things happen. You need to understand why certain things don't happen and what the result or consequence is. All these things pile up on top of each other, and before you know it, you have a pretty darn good understanding of how this thing works. You know how I say all the time, all charts are the same. All charts act and react the same way. I'm going to prove a point of something that I was just alluding to, that if, in fact, the IWM came down here, we would normally, under garden variety, normal market conditions, find support at the breakup candle low. How do I know that? Well, let me go somewhere completely different and check it out. Here's an hourly chart of Colgate Palmolive. Why was I looking at this chart? I'm looking for bull flag patterns. So I've got my eye on this one, and I watched this happen in real time. The market, in this case CL, comes down, runs down to test near the low of the last breakup candle. What's the low? Happens to be 66.19. So what was the low in the last hourly candle of the day? 66.29, off by 10 cents, and it popped right back up. So you see this stuff happen on a micro scale, you see it happen on a macro scale. Just for a reference point, here's a horizontal trend line. Here's the whole thing magnified on a five-minute chart. Look what happened into the end of the day. I'm not suggesting you take a trade like that into the end of the day, but think about what happened. It ran down to test somewhere in the vicinity of the low of the last breakup candle and then took off to the upside. So the moral of the story is if a trader is paying attention to where price is as it relates to a breakup candle low, for example, and you have, for example, a bull flag pattern in operation. Looks like it's breaking down. However, we don't care what they call it at the end of the day if we pick something up at the right price and it goes the right way. They can call it whatever they want. I'm just looking at what happens over and over and over again, identifying it and bringing it to your attention. There's another short hop back in our lane. The IWM looking at it from a 120-minute chart perspective doesn't necessarily look the same as the SPY. Coming into the 120-chart 20-period moving average, we'll see if that holds price up. We do recall that tail candle from yesterday. Now, we discussed that in last night's video. Shows up on the hourly chart, shows up on the 120-minute chart, somewhat shows up on our 240-minute chart, also the same as the daily chart for the most part. It is a tail candle. Some are different candles than others. Not all candles are created equal. And what we said was a trader could be short against that high. That is how you play by the rules. Playing the umpire, looking at both sides of the tape, calling balls and strikes. The hourly chart is making somewhat of a bearish-looking, flaggish-looking pattern, looking like it wants to go lower. It's not necessarily strong. It has to get above this high, 158.68. Call it 159 for argument's sake. That puts it over the 20-period moving average. That changes the short-term trend on the hourly chart. Until and unless that happens, not necessarily a bullish chart on the IWM. Looks like it has lower to go, again, calling balls and strikes. What's doing down at the transportation department? A little bit of a different story. So we did make a low, filled a gap, rebounded nicely, closed, 
near the highs in the transportation department. Off 20 bucks, that's a pretty solid day considering where it was earlier in the day. The problem is how high it is on the chart, how far it is away from the moving averages, namely home base. We know what ultimately has to happen. It has to come back to home base. Either home base is going to come up to price or price is going to come down to home base. Either way, they're going to work it out. But today's price action is indicative of bullish behavior. Checking out the 120-minute chart on the transports. Again, above the moving averages, everything is bullish. It's in an uptrend. It's trending higher. If it comes back down toward the moving averages, that doesn't mean it's bearish. It just means it's normal garden variety market behavior. As long as they stay above all the moving averages, it's a bullish chart in an uptrend. Therefore, a trader can buy pullbacks in a scenario like that. So the point here is the trend is your friend until the very end, until it's not. So while the trend is still moving higher, the pullbacks are the buy the dip crowd. That's why they do it, because it works. Anything doing other than the gap in the queues? No. Same routine, high on the chart, bullish, uptrend, same thing. It's the record. Just play it again, Sam. How about the XLF? Remember that tail candle from yesterday? The high was 29.62. Look at the close here, 29.63. Remember what we said. A trader could be short against that high. Well, guess what? A trader would be out because they closed above that high. This is bullish. It's in an uptrend. If the financials are not coming down, there's nothing wrong with the market. It's unlikely to get very far in the southern direction. If the financials crack, different story. We talk about that all the time. Same routine. The only challenge here, same thing. High on the chart, way extended from the moving averages. They will come back to home base. They will get her done. It's just a matter of how. The SMH, the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index ETF proxy thingamajig. This chart's different. They don't hit the gap. Is that bullish or do they have lower to go to come back and get the gap? Wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't I like to know? Right now, it's bullish. Why do I say that? What exactly am I hanging my hat on other than the fact that it's just a smidgen away from all-time highs? Well, here's something. They ran up to close inside the low from the other day. That keeps this little channel, this little range that the SPY, ES, S&P 500 has been in for three days. Here's a little short hop. You can see the 940 post. I'm already on to the gap. They're doing the thing where they head toward the gap. They didn't hit it yet. Obviously, they hit it later. But I'm telling you in advance, they're going to go get the gap. They should get the gap. Now, I don't know that for a fact, but that's what I was seeing in the chart. It's the duck conversation. When it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's generally a duck. Sometimes we make these things too complicated. We like to simplify things here. Kiss it. Keep it simple. Not much went on. You can see some of the notes if you want to take a snapshot. If you care about the notes, I'll just scroll through. Some of you care, some of you don't. Either way, it's up to the individual. Stocks on the move. We had a healthy list today. Let's look at the good, bad, and ugly. Four stocks hit their target. One jumped it. Let's run through those five charts real quick. Diamondback Energy, FANG. 
We'll look at a five-minute chart. We'll blow up what happened. So yesterday, we close at $90.23. Stock's getting whacked at the open. You see what happened. Made a low of 76.66 against our 76.80. Takes off to the upside. Nice rally. And then it does the thing where they come back in toward that price. Tells us that price is important. Bounce off of it a couple of times. Ends up holding at the end of the day. But you have to see this for what it is. The stock made a high of $80.27 minutes after the entry at $76.80. When they hand you that kind of profit that fast, you obviously have to take some or all of it. Then it becomes a risk-free trade even if you have some of it left. If it comes back in, you're not going to take a loss. In fact, you shouldn't take a loss on a trade like that. Micron was on the list. So closed yesterday up at 48.68, getting a minor haircut. It was just a trim. But I saw what I saw in the morning and I was willing to play the 47 and a quarter price. The problem was it was like watching paint dry. They wore me out after 20 cents. I couldn't take it anymore. Plantronics, PLT. This was a shit show. The number wasn't the number. We're not going to win every trade. I took a hit on this one. Sometimes it's just a different number. So we look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here's one that jumped the first target and opened a nickel above the second target. I didn't hear from anybody that was actually in this trade today, but it didn't do what it was supposed to do. It looked like it wanted to do it. It tried to do it. It just didn't do it. And then we had WW International, whoever they are. This is how we want to see them. So it did make a low of 29.35, but that's after closing yesterday at 37.50. So it's about a 20% haircut at the open. We're pinpointing the price. It screeches to a halt and turns around and goes in the other direction. We see it all the time. Here's another case in point. If three guys tell you you're drunk, go sit down. And you've seen this long enough. You know the drill. We get way more of these than we do these. We don't get a lot of these. But we're going to get some of them. It's just the way it works. We're in the risk business. And with that, folks, I'm out of wind. It is a good place to pull the ripcord for today. Before I do that, I do want to thank each and every one of you. I appreciate each and every one of you. Without you, these videos are not possible. So I thank you for tuning in. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.